Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The Cougars are in crisis. BYU's been outgained tonight, 424 to 388. BYU takes a four-game skid to one of the toughest places to win in the country, Boise State. Lack of execution, and it seemed like third and third short, fourth and short is our nemesis right now. It's special extended pregame coverage brought to you by UCCU on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio. Welcome back into extended pregame coverage of BYU and Boise State. I'm your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, coming to you live from Boise, Idaho, site of BYU Cougars versus the Boise State Broncos at Albertson Stadium. And joining me now is BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. I catch up with Tyler every single week on the Cougar Tracks podcast, which I highly recommend you download on kslsports.com or wherever you get your podcast. But, Tyler, what do you think of this rivalry? This has been a, a series that has grown a ton over the past decade, and it's the last scheduled meeting. What do you think of this matchup and rivalry with the Broncos? Yeah, no, absolutely. Boise is a long, you know, long-standing program. They're really, they're really good, have been really good, um, and so it's fun. It is, it, you know, it's, you know, it's not, it's not the Utah BYU rivalry by any means, but. Uh, but it, it is a lot of fun, um, especially, you know, as games have gone back and forth over the years. Uh, we're excited. Yeah, we're really excited to go up there to Boise and, and yeah, play on the Smurf turf and uh, and get after those guys. So it, it'll be fun. It's kind of a nice spot for you guys to be in. I, I know that people are, you know, doubting you guys right now You know, with the four-game skid and you guys are an underdog. But there's also the revenge element you can play too because last year Boise – kind of spoiled things for you guys when you were undefeated in the top 10 team. There's that in play as well, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Like that's, yeah, we're going back for that game. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be, yeah, this isn't, I think it's going to be a battle, man. Um, we're going to be battle on our side. Yeah, we want, we want to, you know, we just want to return the favor. That's all. We want to go spank them at home. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're really excited for that. You didn't get to play in the 2020 game where there was amidst COVID the blowout game because you were you were injured, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. So, you, what do you think of the the blue turf? What from what you've seen? Are you, is that is that have you ever played on a colored field that's not green before? I don't think so. Not that I can like remember off the top of my head, but honestly, I don't think it. I think in the moment, I don't think you notice it too much. Yeah. You know, you're looking at like hash marks and, you know, it still has all the markings, even though it's a blue field. Yeah, it'll be a little different. But, uh, but yeah, honestly, I think mid game, you're not going to, I mean, you're focused on other stuff. So you're just. Boise's going to be wearing a blackout. You guys will be having the, uh, the all whites with the, the nickel face mask. So be a good looking uniform matchup. And, you know, Boise, they're, they're looking like a pretty good, uh, offensive squad as of late. They had that, uh, that setback, a shocking setback to UTEP back in September. They overhauled the offensive staff. Dirk Cutter, former NFL head coach, he's serving as the interim OC, and they've done a nice job. This Taylor Green at quarterback, dual-threat guy, he's improving in the passing game the past few weeks. What do you make of, of Green and, and his capabilities and the challenges he poses? Yeah, he's a you know, he's a big, tall dude. Um, long, yeah, can, can throw it and can run and um, yeah, their offense, you know, the well coached, right. Um, you know, they've, they've got, they've got good coaches out there and, and it shows, right. Um, they execute, they get after it, um, run the ball, throw the ball. Uh, yeah. So, um, they've, they've put some really good stuff on tape and, and, uh, you know, as, as we're, we're preparing to go up and play them this week, um, just, yeah, watching that and, and, uh, just getting ready to, uh, pretty much shut down whatever they are going to try to throw at us, right? Uh, so, um, but yeah, overall good offense, and it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge, right, to uh, to shut them down as they've you know they've been rolling and, and been doing some good stuff. How big of a conversation has stopping the run been from Kalani this week, and maybe since he's taken over? Just what is he doing to to try to make sure that is dialed in this week? Huge, right? Um, just like things in meetings, things in practice, uh, doing a lot of different things just to make sure that, yeah, we, it's been a big point of emphasis, right? We've got to be able to stop the run. Um, you know, every, every time they attempt to run the ball, right? We've got to be able to stop it. We've got to be able to shut them down. Then we've got to be able to get off the field. And so, uh, yeah, stopping the run has been a huge point of emphasis. Taylor Green, when you said he's a big guy, you're right. I mean, six, six, two twenty. He's got to be the the tallest QB you guys have have seen, if if memory serves me right. I think Blake Shapin was pretty tall, but not six six. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's the tallest guy uh, we've played against this year. So, um, yeah, he can you know he can see, he has better vision. Yeah, he's just he's a bigger body to bring down. KJ Jefferson was pretty big too, but yeah, he was like six three. Taylor Green will be an interesting uh, challenge. You know, I, I'm curious too, Tyler. Uh, I always find these spots interesting in, in the schedule because we've seen this year that, you know, BYU has played well against teams where there's some recent history against Baylor, Utah state, you know, teams that you've had some familiarity with you look at, I mean, again, not making excuses or anything for you, for you guys, but it's how big of a help or benefit is it preparing and, and know how, you have some just personal experience knowing how physical they play at the line of scrimmage compared to a team you just never have faced before. Like how much does that help when preparing for a game? It does help, right? Any type of familiarity uh, is really useful um, when, when getting ready, right? Just having a general idea of, you know, how their programs ran or, you know, how they 
like to to work their offense or defensive scheme um <clears throat> is useful yeah is is super useful and so um yeah and and again it also gives you yeah a little bit more history um you know a little bit more beef if you will you know <laughs> in between teams and so um yeah it's they're always interesting and they're always fun does it feel like cutter has come in and it's like a completely different offense than what they were doing before with Hank Bachmeyer. It's honestly, it's pretty similar, right? Um, you know, you, you, you put on the tape and you, you see a lot of zone, right? They bring a ton of just zone and, and, um, you know, three step and, and, um, you know, they move the quarterback around and, uh, make sure, you know, he's clean, um, to get balls off. And so, um, honestly, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing really crazy. It's, it's really, uh, if you will, pretty vanilla football, right? Um, we'll see if they have any tricks up their sleeves for us <laughs> come, come Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, overall, it's pretty simple. One thing about this series over the past decade is in, or, uh, turnovers have played a huge role in this series. Uh, there's, uh, it seems like in both teams this year, um, you know, both defenses, only nine takeaways. Uh, this year, but uh, it seems like whenever these two face off, uh, the turnovers seem to fly at a higher clip. Uh, do you feel like the defense is in a place where you guys could be a little more opportunistic potentially in this week? Yeah, takeaways are a big part, and you know we got to get more. That's that's another another piece to the puzzle. And so um, I think guys, yeah, like I said, are hungry and they're going to be looking for those opportunities. You know, they've been doing so in practice, and they're going to be doing so in the game. So. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we end up with a couple. BYU and Boise kicks off at 5 o'clock on FS2 and here on KSL News Radio. Before we close, uh, Tyler, I wanted to uh, talk to you, too, about a little bit of the culture of the BYU football team. I, I, You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I feel like, and I'm not going to sit here and lecture people on how to be fans. I don't think you are either. I mean, it's it's you can fan how you want, but... For some reason, the love and learn uh, messaging from Kalani has gone under fire from pockets of people on message boards and social media. And look, it's fine, whatever. But the culture at, in that BYU football program, as a guy that's a leader, as a guy that uh, is seeing the high, seeing some of the, the tough times right now, is that culture still as strong as ever? And do you feel like it can, as Kalani has said, really be the foundation to lead BYU out of these tough times right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, nothing. So nothing comes. Uh, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes without a, a little bit of perseverance, right? And uh, and so we just trust our process. That's that's what it comes down to. Is yeah, things just yeah, like like we talked about before, just haven't necessarily gone the way we had hoped or wanted or envisioned um, them to go. And, and whatever, like at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, we got to just keep going forward. And, 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 and the thing you can't do is, um, start questioning everything and, and, you know, throw it all out the window. It's no, this has worked in years past. It's going to work for years to come. It's just, uh, trusting the process, doubling down, reinvesting, um, and, and honestly, just kind of weathering through and, and until we, you know, get back on track where we're supposed to be. Um, there's, there's not much more to do that uh, to do than that. So yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's just trusting the process. You can't, you can't throw it all out the window 
you know, at a moment's notice just because, you know, something was off or, you know, even after uh, a slide like this, it's just, yeah, you just got to trust it. Is the love for Kalani as, as strong as ever? Because I, I know that, you know, Kalani was a big piece of your recruitment and, and for you personally, just the team, it, it's, it still feels like it. Uh, I'm curious just to get your thoughts on just the, the willingness to, from the team to really rally and, and get behind Kalani. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, I think, I think you talk to any guy here at BYU and, and Kalani is going to have a massive role in, in, in why they're here. And so, um, yeah, again, he, you know, he has our backs. We have his back. That's yeah. Right. That's just, that's just, that is the culture, right? That is, that is, that is the culture here. And, uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about, um, how things are gonna gonna pan out? I know the type of dudes that we have here and the type of coaches, and so it's just gonna take a little bit of time and figuring some stuff out and some work, and and uh, yeah, we'll get things back on track. Absolutely. One thing I've always said, Tyler, is that uh, you know BYU football they can have some some tough moments, but they don't have the the tough times for long. They always bounce back in unexpected spots too, and you know underdog blue turf. Hey, why not play a spoiler and uh, get a big win? This could be some. This could be a win that really gets things back on track and and uh, turns the fortunes of the season. I I know that you know the possibility of seven and five wouldn't be what you guys envisioned, but uh, it, it, considering the circumstances right now, if you could get a win on the blue, that'd be quite the win for the program. Always appreciate you joining me, Tyler. Appreciate the great insight as always to share this with Cougar Nation. Spend so much time with me and uh, best of luck most importantly stay healthy and uh, I'll see you up in Boise okay sounds good Mitch have a good one there you go that's BYU defensive end Tyler Batty as he gets ready to take on the Broncos for the third time in his BYU career taking a break on the other side we'll continue to break down BYU and Boise State here on extended pregame live from Idaho here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.